Welcome to Visma Ski Classics podcast, Livinio to Levy. Visma Ski Classics is the long distance ski championships with 12 pro tour events and 35 pro teams, bringing professional and recreational skiers together. We will analyze the events on the tour, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Once again, folks, it's time for Livinio to Levy podcast, and we have week before the great legendary king of the ski races, Vasa Loppet. But today, Jay Vasan took place, 30-kilometer race from uh, Uxperi to Mura, and I have Ida Dahl as a guest, who placed sixth in a race. It was a really tight fight there, and we will talk about that particular race, and we will talk about Vasa Loppet today, and little bit of the season and some other fun stuff. So stick around. I am your host and uh, a lot of fun will come very soon. A few hours ago, you finished uh, Chevasan. It didn't go exactly as you hoped because it was six, but it was really tight. The six of you pretty much approached the finish line uh, neck and neck. Within 10 seconds, I think. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it was a really tight and uh, hard fight, uh, but uh, yeah, I did what I I could for for the day. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy that I like did everything I could. But of course, I aimed for for the top three places. So a bit disappointed, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the other girls was just too strong today. Let's talk about the actual race a little bit. Um, it's a shorter race. It's a 30-kilometer race. It's not like the 90-kilometer Barcelona, but it's only uh, one-third of that race. Really uh, fast conditions today, correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, it, uh, yeah, it was really fast condi- condi- conditions, so... Uh, I mean, it's really easy to just uh, be in the back and just follow. Uh, so it's really hard to, to do something before the finish. And uh, you need to be very explosive in this kind of conditions. Uh, it's very high speed all the time. So it's maybe not my favorite condition. And I like when the course is a bit longer and maybe like more uphills. But... Uh, I mean, you have to to manage every condition and every course to be the best. And uh, Lina is just the best right now, and uh, I'm really impressed of her. Let's go through the race a bit like point by point. So it starts in Uxperi uh, and goes all the way to uh, uh, to, to Mura. Uh, when you guys started out, uh, there were about 100 uh, skiers together it was only for elite skiers this time around a little bit different from uh, from the usual uh, setup how did he kind of start out the race uh i mean we started quite hard and i had a really tough first 10k uh, i was really tired maybe not so physical tired but like in my head, I just didn't have that really fighting spirit. I was uh, quite off, so I struggled a bit in the start. And uh, uh, I mean, we had a plan where uh, we should let Lina go, 
because uh, she was so strong and uh, just let the other girls like uh, catch her up. So, uh, but she was so fast, so I really struggled to follow the other girls too. <laughs> uh, but I mean, after like 10, 15k or something, I started to feel a little bit better. And uh, yeah, I, I was not so really, really tired, you know, when you get to the finish, but I just didn't have, have that speed today. <laughs> so Ida, you mentioned that you went really feeling uh, on the top of your game, that you didn't have this fighting spirit. But how come? Can you analyze it? Why didn't you feel that well? Uh, yeah, the- I mean, uh, I have been having very, very much in school <laughs> last week. Uh, so I haven't really been present at home either, my boyfriend says. So I think it's just more that uh, I've just had very much in my head and uh, had have very much to do so this week I'm just going to try to just uh, let all the things other things go except uh, like things around my skis and uh, uh, before the competitions to Vasaloppet and just like reload and uh, yeah just uh, feel that I can get some more energy to next week. So going back to the race itself, you said that it was a bit tough. The first 10K was really tough for you. Uh, but when did it kind of start, the race itself, uh, taking shape? Uh, at what point were you only, I think it was like a 10 of you together at one, at one point, and then only six uh, towards the end? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was... Uh... Uh, the speed went like up and down all the time so it was not like uh, the same flow Uh, so it was uh, I mean we were like 10 and then we were like 3 and then we were like 10 again and 6 again so it like differed uh, very much uh, uh, through the whole course and uh, uh, yeah I don't know I just tried to keep up with uh, Britta and Lina when they when they started to push really hard and uh, uh, and in the end, we were six girls that were were able to to follow uh, the, to the to the finish line. And uh, but uh, I mean, Lina and Britta were uh, outstanding today. And uh, Lin Sömskar was there as well, and your teammate uh, Jenny Larson. Uh, were you surprised? Were you surprised that uh, Lin, who has recovered from there from there those? Uh, injuries and frostbite that she got way back in a, uh, in, in January. Uh, but were you expecting pretty much these gears? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Lila haven't shown such a good shape this uh, season, so it was uh, really fun to see that she she was able to uh, to find the shape to this uh, competition and that she was with us. And uh, I mean, I met Lynn in Bessemeloppet uh, last week and uh, uh, yeah there she wasn't so strong <laughs> I would say so uh, I mean I was a bit unsure about her but I mean it's a course that uh, I think fits her very good and uh, when uh, the conditions were as fast as it was today I mean then uh, I was not surprised that uh, she was with us. Uh, you just mentioned the best at Melopet, uh, and you won that race. 
a week ago. Yeah. I assume that you were feeling very differently back then. Uh, at that point, you probably had a, a truly a fighting spirit the week ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it felt uh, really good last week. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, I was really off the top of my game. So I think it, uh, hopefully I will be be back there to next week as well. You mentioned Lila Kveli, and, and you're right. I mean, it's it's really good to see uh, her back, two-time Vasa Lopet uh, winner. And uh, But do you think that she has a, a good chance uh, next Sunday? Uh, I don't know. I mean, she showed really good shape today, so maybe it's like upgoing. And, uh, uh, but of course, I mean, Vasa Lopet is a completely different competition than Shea Vasan. It's... Uh, uh, much harder and longer and everything. So uh, I don't know, but uh, but maybe she has uh, found her her shape again. <laughs> che Vasan uh, always takes place a week before uh, the actual Vasalop, but uh, it's a good preparation, I assume, uh, for you uh, for you girls to always do this particular race. It's a shorter one. It's a thirty k race, relatively easy course because it's from Uxbury to uh, to Mura. You don't have the long climbs that you have on on Vasalopet. Uh, but how? What do you think about this this race in terms of the kind of the Vasalopet preparation? Is it a uh, is it kind of a must do? Uh, I mean, it's a good uh, it's a good preparation, as you say, and uh, I mean it, it's a very easy course and you don't uh, uh, it's like much easier for the body to recover from it's uh, so uh, it doesn't harm the shape as much I think it's just boosting the shape uh, because you it's a, just such a fast race and uh, you know uh, it's pretty flat as many of the parts of Vasalope 2 so I would say it's a really good preparation. And Alina won the race, your teammate, uh, who, who's been really strong this season. But Britta was right there. I mean, I think it was a bit of a conf uh, confusion after the race uh, in terms of uh, the actual winner. At some point it was first, I guess, mm -hmm. Alina, then Britta and so forth. But uh, so very tight. So it seems that uh, Britta's back. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, it's uh, good to see that uh, she has uh, recovered very well and that she's back and find her shape again. So it's really fun and uh, it probably will be a, a hard and long fight next week too. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, uh, but as you say, I mean, Lina is very strong and she has uh, shown it the whole uh, season so far and uh, she she always managed to to get a very good shape in uh, uh, to Vasalopet, so uh, uh, I think it will be a really fun competition. I think this is a good segue for us to uh, start talking about the actual Vasalopet. Chevazan is now uh, behind us, and we all uh, putting our focus on on this Sunday's race, 90 kilometer Vasalopet. So that will be next. So, Ida, Vasalopet, indeed, that is uh, next Sunday. You have a week before that, and you had a race today. Of course, it was in a really a long race, so you'll recover pretty quickly. What can you do in a week? 
to kind of to, uh, tweak yourself or, or fine-tune? Uh, I don't know if, uh, if it's something particular you should do. Uh, I mean, I think it's more about just uh, try to take it easy, do what the, the, your body uh, wants you to do, uh, and listen to your body and just uh, uh, fill yourself with uh, good energy and, uh, yeah, <laughs> eat a lot and uh, take it easy. <laughs> Uh, since the, the the race a week ago was really a good one for you, this one wasn't exactly what you expected or hoped for. How are you mentally speaking? How are you feeling right now? I mean, it's uh, you still very confident. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like my body felt bad or something like that. I mean, it felt good, and uh, I wasn't really there in my head, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not insecure about my shape uh, till uh, next weekend. And uh, I mean, I know I get better as long as the course gets. And uh, it's much more uphills that I like in Vasa Loppet. And uh, now I'm just really looking forward to it. So uh, I just think it feels uh, really good. So I will just keep calm and trust Rick. And uh, I think it will be good. <laughs> what kind of conditions are you hoping to get what kind of weather or conditions uh, suit you the best uh maybe some minus degrees and like uh, not uh, not like ice uh, so that everyone just follows i mean it's better if it's like uh, a little bit uh, uh harder conditions maybe but um I mean, Vasalopet is also a very long competition and like much harder than Shevalsan. So uh, maybe it's like more your heart and lungs that will have to to work harder next weekend. So I think that's also a part that fits me better, and it's not as much uh, like these explosive uh, skiers, maybe. This race in Shea Valsam fits better, and in Vasa Lopez, I think it's better maybe to be uh, uh, a little bit sieg, uh, <laughs> or how do you say? <laughs> uh, indeed, and it's a very different different race, but what sections, what parts are the, the most challenging one for you, and uh, what parts of which sections do you like the most uh, on that 90-kilometer course? Because it has pretty much everything. It has long, long climbs, lots of flats, uh, fast downhill sections after Everspeti, for example. Very fast downhill section, almost four kilometers. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I would say I like, you know, like it is Spakana and Lumbay Spakana the most. Uh, I think it's the part where it, that fits me the best. Uh, and, uh, of course... Uh, I would like if it went, the speed went, uh, uh, it's quite high there. So, uh, and uh, I mean, it's the flat parts maybe that I, where I struggle the most. Um, uh, uh, you know, when it's a really high speed and goes really fast. So, uh, it's totally the uphills and uh, yeah. So we will just see what happens there. <laughs> Since you like uh, the uphill uh, sections of the uphills, what about the first one? Uh, 
uh, it's a really tough uphill. Uh, last year I was really uh, surprised actually how how hard it was because I had never gone there, so I didn't know. But I've heard like uh, people talking about it, but never really understood how how tough it is. So no, it's a really tough uphill. But uh, this year I think we are not going to to do the whole starting uphill. So. Uh, it's a little bit shorter, but I mean, uh, still a still a tough start. So that's good. And this year will be very different. You just mentioned that there will be uh, some minor changes on the course as well. But uh, for the first time in history, you g girls are starting before uh, the elite men, and yeah. uh, will only be you guys. No other skiers except the Visma Ski Classics pro, pro athletes and some elite skiers uh, there as well. Very different from uh, from last year, for example, which was your first first year and you placed four, fourth uh, last year. What uh, what are you, yeah. I mean, what are kind of your thoughts about that? I mean, it, it, atmos at least the atmosphere will be very different. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, and I mean the atmosphere has has been really different the whole season. When it's not like uh, all the people there, and you know, it's it doesn't feel like you're on a, a really big competition because there are such few people. But uh, I mean, you still try to just focus on the race and just be there. So uh, I mean, you you still. I mean, you still get nervous and all that, so uh, it's just that a little bit sad that it's uh, not as much people because it's a uh, uh, it's really awesome to see all that people on the start in Vasalopet. So, but maybe next year again. And uh, about that, we are starting before the guys. So, uh, I really, I really think that's good for me because uh, otherwise we are starting so fast and. Uh, Sometimes I struggle in those uh, high speeds, so um, uh, I mean, if it, yeah, then probably it's going to be a much slower race than uh, we are used to in Vasalopet. And when the guys maybe catch us up, uh, everyone will be much more tired, so uh, they are maybe not able to uh, follow the guys when they are catching us up. Uh, but uh, yeah, we will see. Uh, I don't know how strong the other girls will be, but uh, yeah. Let's continue with that uh, train of thought uh, because you are starting before the men and now based on today's race and the whole season, you must have a pretty clear picture uh, in your head about the kind of the tactics and not just the tactics, but also the who are the skiers that you need to pay attention to besides your own team, teammates, of course. And then finally, speaking of your teammates, your tactic, your team's strategy or tactic. Uh, I mean, the girls that can really have that speed is Blitta and Lina so far. Uh, so, I mean... Of course, that are the girls that we will have to pay attention to when it comes to when the guys catches us up, because uh, I I really think they will try to to hang on to them, and uh, so I just it's going to be a war to just uh, not let them go. <laughs> but 
Uh, I don't know, Marit Björgen is going to join us too, So, and I have no idea how strong she will be. So we will just have to see. But uh, uh, And when it comes to our team tactics, we haven't actually talked about that anything yet. So uh, we will just see what we what we will do next week. <laughs> but you've been able to uh, come up with a really good team tactics uh, in the races uh, before this, because you are three of you, very strong skiers, and uh, Yen is also fighting for for the sprint bib as well. So there must be something that you guys are cooking up. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, we're going to try to defend uh, all our bibs. Uh, I mean, something else would be, be weird. So, uh, of course, we're going to try to uh, to let... Uh, we're Jenny going to try to take the, the sprint bibs and... Uh, uh, yeah, so... But we haven't, like, talked about how we're going to do it and when and where and everything like that. So... That will just be a surprise for everyone else. But uh, it's really fun and really good to be three such strong girls that uh, uh, so that we can help each other and do things like we we have done all all season. Uh, so that's really fun. And like today's race, we uh, we really used the fact that we are three, and uh, it was uh, it was really fun. <laughs> So most likely we'll see uh, that happening again at Vasa Lopez. Three of you will come up with some kind of a tactics. And Yeni was pretty strong today as well. You've been very even throughout the season, very strong uh, from the first race. We will talk about that a little bit later on when we go through the uh, the whole season and each race individually. But Yeni's been a little bit of up and down. I mean, she won the first race. Then, of course, the Topla Cortina was a bit of a bit of a mystery. But it seems that she's now ready ready to attack once again. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, she's a really, really strong skier. And, uh, uh, I mean, today she also showed that she, she's uh, really back <laughs> back on track. And uh, I think she will uh, do perfectly fine next week in Vosalope too. So, uh it was really impressive what she did in uh, Diagonella. Uh, she was uh, <laughs> she was outstanding, uh, and uh, yeah, I was really really impressed. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Toblash, I don't know. I mean, it goes up and down, and sometimes you just don't have the day. So, uh, but uh, no, no, she's she's really back, and uh, I think she's uh, gonna do really good next week. And you mentioned mentioned uh, Marit Björgen, uh, a big mystery to to all of us. And uh, by the way, uh, I will interview uh, Marit Björgen next week, so you'll get to hear that uh, podcast uh, sometime next week. So stay tuned for that as well. Certainly, uh, wouldn't really call her a favorite per se, but of course she is. Uh, from your perspective. What are you expecting from her? Uh, oh, really hard to say. I mean, I have no idea what she has been doing last two years. But, uh, uh, I mean, Marit Björgen is always Marit Björgen. And uh, I don't think she will uh, participate in a competition if she's not ready for it. So I think definitely she's going to be strong. And... Uh, uh, challenge 
us other girls and uh, but i mean then it's 90k as well so we will just see how long it takes her <laughs> <clears throat> exactly and not just 90k but a lot of double polling yeah and we don't know for sure uh, about her double polling uh, shape or condition or stamina uh, capacity uh, per se uh, but uh, realistically speaking some people are putting a, a lot of pressure on her not pressure but uh, thinking that she could win the race but realistically speaking what do you think uh, as i said i don't know how much she's been training uh, since since she uh, stopped competing but uh, uh, maybe maybe she could win but uh, i mean uh, Lina is uh, in really good shape too, and I think it's going to be really, really hard for her to beat Lina. And also Prita Johansson-Nugren, if she's back now, and uh, she she's has back, won the race. But, uh, exactly. I would say Lina is, uh, <clears throat> has shown the whole season that she's a, a really, really good skier and uh, the best skier in Visma Ski Classics right now. So, yeah, uh, I think Lina will be the hardest one to beat. Indeed, it'll be an exciting uh, fight come this Sunday. But let's talk about the Vasa Loped as a brand, as a as a race, not just a, as a race, but as a as an event. And um, I know that it's a, it's a big thing in your country. I mean, it's a big thing everywhere in, in the skiing world, but particularly in Sweden, it has become an institution. And this is something we have been talking about quite a lot kind of a, a repeating theme in a lot of these interviews uh, is kind of the, if I call it the magic of Vasa Lopet or the kind of the, the mystery behind it. But why is it, why has it become so big for you uh, in Sweden, for, for you guys in, in Sweden? Because I, what I heard actually, I'm not so sure if this is correct but i've been told that vasa Lopet is the third biggest brand in sweden after coca-cola and ikea and if that's true then it's it's really got to be something uh yeah of course uh and i don't know exactly why but i mean it's uh it's uh, soon like a hundred years old so it's a really old race and uh, i think it's the whole thing with all the races, you know, it's uh, it's a special spirit just around it, and it's uh, it's uh, very awesome to be a part of, and it's uh, uh, I don't know, I can't really explain it actually. I don't know why it's so. It just feels uh, really special and really big, and uh, I mean, it's so many people in the start and. Uh, it's just uh, really nice to see all the skiers in in Vasa uh, Sport the the whole week and uh, yeah. <laughs> and probably a TV coverage as well, since this uh, Sveriges TV shows the whole thing uh, live and has pretty much created a kind of a brand happening uh, of of this this particular event. Um, then when you go back back in time do you remember the first time you kind of got to know about Vasalo but what's the first experience for you when you were a kid uh, 
I know my mom did uh, shave us on and uh, stuff when I was a little kid and uh, in my uh, club where I in CI school where I skied before. Uh, it's a really big Vasalabits uh, is a really big thing and many of uh, the the athletes or people that are in the club are just in there to do Vasalabits. So. I have like always heard about it, but uh, it wasn't until like maybe three years ago I actually felt that I wanted to do it myself. Uh, before that, I have been like, no, I'm never gonna do Vasalopet. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, why? Uh, I don't know. It felt like very long, and uh, I don't know. It, the length just didn't interest me. Uh, I just saw it as something that took a very long time and I wanted to do like, you know, 10 kilometers or something that was fast and uh, you could give, like go everything you had the whole race. is, you know, you can't just start on, on max and just go max all the time. Uh, so I don't know, it was just something about that, but uh, now it's one of my favorite competitions. I was going to ask you about that. So, so your opinion has definitely changed. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else can you say about uh, uh, Vasalopet and and it's for someone who hasn't really done the race? I mean, still, even if it's a huge, big race, there are a lot of people that haven't done the race. They've seen it maybe on TV and then so forth. Um, but what can you or how can you encourage them? Because it is a long, a lot of people are probably thinking uh, exactly as you did in the past, that, oh, it's too long, it takes too much time, and, and uh, I'm not going to be able to survive yeah. a course like that. But a word of encouragement from you. Uh, I think it's just, like, see it as an adventure. Uh, like, to take yourself from A to B, and if it takes, like, five hours or 14 hours it just doesn't matter you can stop in all the controls along the course and just you know try to just feel the spirit around it and uh, I mean it's so many people so you're always going to have someone that you can ski with or something so uh, I just think just don't see it as a competition, but like an adventure or and something that is just like a, a fun thing to do. <laughs> fun thing to do. But do you have any Vasalopet heroes that you'd uh, like to put on a pedestal or skiers that you admire in your youth? Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's someone I really admire, it is uh, Lina Korsgren. Uh, I mean, last year, what she did then was uh, really spectacular. And uh, uh, I mean, she really shows that she can do both like short, fast races and these long, tough races. And uh, she has very many qualities. And uh, I, uh, I really admire her for that. We will soon talk about the uh, this season and what has happened so far. And as I mentioned earlier, you've been extremely strong throughout. But there are now two more races 
in Sweden. Vasalopet is next, but we just got the news that uh, Birkebeinerenet has cancelled and a new race in uh, Volodalen uh, will take place uh, on that weekend. So, uh, how are you actually feeling about that? Because suddenly you have, instead of just one, that was kind of the case in the past, now you have three and one race in Volodalen and in the same area, the 100k Orefelsloppet, which is even longer than Vasaloppet. And the course is supposedly much harder over there. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it. of course it's sad that we can't go to Norway and do Birkebinen because it's a really nice race and beautiful course and everything. But, uh, I mean, me personally, it doesn't affect very much. I mean, we get to compete and I'm just really happy for that. And, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, I don't think about it so very much. Uh, I let the people that's, uh, uh, that fix with all the races uh, do the work there, and I just ski ski as fast as I can when when I get the opportunity. But uh, I mean, Bolodalen is a very beautiful place too, so I think it's going to be a, a fantastic race there as well. And then what about the 100k race, Orefelsloppet? I mean, you must have thought about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's a, a really long long and tough course, and uh, it's going to be really, really hard, I think, but uh, at the same time, really fun. Uh, but, I mean, maybe I'm not going to think that when I'm out on the course on the last five kilometers, but uh, <laughs> I'm definitely going to feel very happy with myself when I have finished finished the race. <laughs> We'll see how that goes, but of course we have two more races before that, Vasalopet next, and then the Volodal and the new race uh, there as well. Now we are going to talk about this season, a uh, little bit about the, the past, you know, from the first race, La, La Diagonela, all the way to this point. So that'll be next. Ida, when I'm Looking at your results here, if you go uh, all the way back to uh, last year, which was your uh, uh, first year. So you started, uh, now I'm talking about 2020, last season. You started kind of a slow, correct? I mean, it's 15, there were individual prologue, 15, then La Venosta, 11th, uh, and then uh, Kaiser Maxim Maximilian Lauf, 4th, La Diagonella, 6th, then Machalonga, 4th. Topla Cortina, eighth, uh, Giselska Beresatka, sixth, and Vasalopet, fourth. And that was the last race uh, last winter, correct? And yeah. then this season started. La Diagonela, fourth. Uh, and uh, Topla Cortina, second. Majalonga, third. Giselska Beresatka, second. And then now you won the uh, Bessermed Lopet, which is a challenger uh, race. So, it's pretty impressive. I mean, you was up there, but still, you're looking for the the big one, correct? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the victory, which uh, both Lena and Jenny, they they both both of them have it have it under yeah. their belt. So Vasalopeta, uh, is that gonna be yours? Uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm aim aiming for. But uh, uh, I mean, my the shape uh, and everything around just have to. To work really good for, uh, for you to be able to like win a race. So I'm just uh, 
Yeah, but uh, absolutely, I'm hoping for for a win there. <laughs> so, Marcelo, but last year you were fourth, and also you were fourth at Matcha Longa and Kaiser Maximilian Lauf, which isn't in a calendar anymore. A lot of fourth places. It must have been a bit frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back then I didn't think it was frustrating because uh, it was just like a small victory for me because, uh, you know, I just felt like I was getting better and better all the time. So I was not unhappy with my fourth places. Uh, but uh, in when we started this season, I really felt that I want to get up on the podium. Uh, so... Uh, it felt uh, really, really good when I came on the second place in Toblas Cortina. <laughs> Certainly did. Uh, speaking of this season, we started in a very cold conditions uh, in Switzerland, La Diagonela, and you were fourth again. At that time, you must have felt like, oh, not again. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, it's never fun to be fourth just outside the podium but uh, I mean Jenny was just outstanding so her we couldn't do anything about <laughs> and uh, uh, Lina and Pleten you know they were just stronger than me that day so I can't like finish and just be unhappy because I did everything I could but it was just not enough for that day uh, so I mean I was happy that I managed the fourth place and uh, uh, but of course I felt like I want to get up there and when when Jenny won I felt also felt that it was able for me to win uh, so it was like it's just did feel good anyway so yeah <laughs> how was the race by the way it was really cold but uh, how did it Did it suit you though, and how did you feel? How did you feel when racing, and then afterwards? Uh, no, I was like freezing the whole race. Uh, I don't think I have ever been freezing so much. Uh, so uh, I did not enjoy it when I was out on the course. I can say uh, I just wanted to get back and to get home, and uh, uh, I like was freezing. Uh, so so much in over an hour after the race so I mean if of course it was not like the best conditions to compete in and uh, uh, yeah so I probably will not compete in such cold conditions again <laughs> that was really cold I uh, I assume I mean it's always kind of cold over there but uh, the, uh, that particular day was extremely cold but then Topla Cortina much different conditions were much different course was, uh, was very different and uh, and you placed second there as you said and yeah. um, Emilia Fletten you mentioned her earlier uh, were you a bit surprised she's been so strong or you pretty much expected that she will be the one uh, in team Kuteng's uh, ranks taking over Uh, I mean, I knew, I knew she she is a really good skier, and I I am not surprised that she's so strong. Uh, I mean, I'm more surprised that Astrid maybe haven't been able to <clears throat> ski so very good. But I mean, uh, she had a tough training 
season behind her, so maybe she will be back to Vasaloppet too. But uh, no, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm surprised about Fleten. I mean, she she was really strong last year too, and she came second in Jesaska then. So I mean, I knew she had it in her. <laughs> So most likely Astrid won't race uh, at Vasa Lopet or she might just start to help uh, Emilia. That's what she told us on our podcast. Uh, although she's not kind of taking a break and uh, reshifting her focus a little bit, hoping to come back stronger towards the end of the season. So we'll see if that that's going to happen. Topla Cortina, the race itself, if you analyze that a little bit, that was then your first podium place. Uh, yeah, I mean, it started out a little bit as today. <laughs> I had a really tough first, like, 10, 15 Ks, and uh, uh, I, I really struggled to just keep up with the other girls. Uh, I mean, Lina uh, started pushing uh, maybe after, like, uh, 10, 11 Ks or something, and she was really strong, so I didn't have a chance there, but uh, I couldn't even keep up with Emily Fleten that uh, started to chase chase her but uh, like after maybe uh, I don't know uh, 17k or something I just started to feel better and better so uh, and I started to catch her up as well so <clears throat> when I've just had reached her I just uh, did let her do the work and uh, waited for the finish <laughs> and then you finally got there that you the thing that you really needed the most, which was the podium place. Right after that, did did it kind of? Did you feel that a uh, that a weight had been lifted off from your shoulders? That you were kind of finally free. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if 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 it's like that dramatic, but uh, I mean, it felt really, really good, and uh, uh, I was really happy uh, with it. Uh, but. Uh, uh, so yes, of course, maybe you can relax a little bit more because you know you have it in you. Uh, so yeah, uh, but mostly I was just very happy. But uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe not uh, as dramatic as you said. Say. Well, it must have done something because uh, after that you've been on the podium in every single race, uh, every single ski classics race, uh, because much longer. Uh, yeah, another classic at uh, one of the Grand Classics uh, events as well, and a, and a legendary race. That was also a bit different for you guys because you didn't have exactly the same course and uh, less people, not people uh, uh, cheering and shouting. There were some people, uh, you know, on, on a course as well. But how was that race compared to the to last year? And how did you feel about that race overall? Uh, no, I mean, it was uh, a good race, and when we girls started after the guys, we really got to do our own race. Uh, so, I mean, that resulted in that it wasn't maybe as fast as usual, because, uh, uh, you know, since the conditions were as they were uh, also with all the snow, but, um, no, it was uh, it was really fun, and a very fair race, I would say. So uh, it was really good. Speaking of that, both Marcellonga and Topla Cortina, you, uh, you women pretty much had uh, your, your your own chance to make your own race 
as you said, Topa Cortina, you even had your own race because men started after you guys. And then Marcha Longa, there's a, there was a big, huge gap before. Uh, uh, and so how did, <clears throat> how did that kind of sh- shape up to be? I mean, did it strategic and uh, I mean, um, tactic wise or strategically speaking, how did it change the kind of the, yeah, the action I mean, in, in the pack? Yeah. Uh, uh, otherwise, when the guys started uh, starts after us, it's uh, very much that we just wait for the guys, and when they come, everyone just tries to keep up with them. And I mean, uh, often it's it is the girl with the highest top speeds that like can hang on to them. So uh, I mean, it gets more fair when we do our own races, I think. Uh, but of course, sometimes you also like the fact that the guys catches you up because maybe you are the one that can try to keep up with them and you just hang off the other girls. So, I mean, of course it's both, you know, it's uh, just uh, about maybe what shape you're in, uh, what you think about it. But uh, uh, overall, I think maybe it's better when we do our own races. So, uh, yeah, it gets like more fair, I think. And uh, much along as third place, once again, you were on a podium after Topla Cortina, but how did that feel after being second? And then much along, of course, uh, you were shooting for the, you know, the victory. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, but uh, I mean, uh, of course I want to win. And uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, I can't be unhappy because it's a very fair finish also. I mean, it's the strongest girl for the day that's going to win and nothing else. So uh, I just wasn't strong enough. And of course, that's uh, uh, that's sad. But I mean, uh, I did and gave everything I had that day also. So and that took me to a third place. And I'm very happy with that third place. And then after my Jalonga, the tour pro tour moved to Jiseska uh, Paresatka, moved to the Czech Republic, uh, Petrihov, and you were second again and really tight fight against your teammate Alina. And it looked for a while that you could even win. So let's go through this race. This was probably, correct me if I'm, uh, if I'm wrong, but one of your best races uh, of uh, all time. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. uh, so from the beginning, it was a tough race once again. Uh, yeah, uh, it was. Uh, we we went quite hard up to the first climb, though. But then to to the to the sprint, it was uh, uh, quite slow pace and went quite slow. Uh, but uh, I was really confident and I felt really good. So uh, I mean, I knew that if I started to push in one of the uphills later, many of the girls would let go and. Uh, after the sprint, when we went into uh, a quite tough uphill, I just felt that the the pace was too slow. So I just started to push really hard, and suddenly I was just all alone. And seconds later, Lena was with me. So uh, yeah, after that, we just helped each other to push, to push, and uh, uh, try to keep up with some of the guys when they catches us catched us up uh, later in the race 
you certainly attacked and and pushed really hard all, all guns blazing uh, on that second climb and uh, and as you said you felt that this uh, pace was in uh, high enough for you and uh, but how did you feel when you attack and did you felt strong but that's that's a tough climb of course the first one is a tough one but it's the first 10k this is uh, 30 kilometers uh, into the race after a fast paced racing and then you have a long long climb uh, which i know that is one of the toughest ones that's what many of the for example the male athletes uh, uh, state that it's uh, it's a tough one the second climb uh, yeah, and it is really tough, but I mean, when when you have such a good day, uh, you are able to like just push all the time. So uh, I just didn't feel maybe that it was as tough as uh, as I did last year. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's really hard. Uh, but you know that after that climb, it's uh, very long downhills. So where you get the rest. So uh, I just try to think of that and uh, knowing that I will uh, get some rest after the climb. <laughs> and after the climb, Solina and you worked together, although it looked like you were always in the lead when the, t the TV cameras were on you, you too. But Lena t <clears throat> told us that you actually worked quite a lot together. You had like longer intervals that you kept changing, changing the lead there. Uh, so that must have been the case. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then after the second climb, some guys catches us up, and uh, we can just lay back of them. So uh, that was uh, re really good. <laughs> Did you talk about the ending there? Did you um like, uh, or was it kind of like an unwritten sort of law that okay, we'll just go all the way to the end and see uh, which one is uh, faster? Or did you speculate a little bit or? They talk about it because you most likely uh, uh, knew or assumed that it'll be two of you and a sprint finish. Uh, yeah, no, we didn't like talk about it. Uh, I mean, uh, I was prepared that it was going to be the both of, both of us in the finish, but uh, we didn't like say anything about it. And uh, I think both of us just. Uh, tried to, to go quite hard all the time. I mean, since we know the other girls are chasing chasing us. Uh, but uh, uh, no, uh, we didn't say anything about it, actually. And it's a bit of a special ending uh, in that race because a long downhill section all the way to, this, uh, uh, to the stadium area and very short uh, finish for sprinting. <clears throat> so on that uh, final downhill, what were your kind of thoughts that went th through your mind? Like, okay, now it's me against my uh, kind of mentor, my teammate, Lena. Uh, and of course, you were really hungry for for that victory we've been talking about. Uh, yeah, I mean, my thoughts were that I was just going to try to, uh, you know, lay back of her and just uh, try to uh, go out when it was about 100 meters left. Uh but uh, I mean, uh, I really did a, a really bad downhill, <laughs> so uh, I'm a bit unhappy with myself there. But uh, then I did a really good uh, finishing sprint. Uh, so I mean, I was really, really close. But uh, uh, yeah, 
not close enough. <laughs> so let's assume that it'll be you and Lena again this Sunday. And that uh, finish line, that's much longer. It's a really long 500 meter meter uh, finish, pretty much uh, all the way uh, from that, you know, turning point when you, when you uh, approach Mura. What can you do there to beat her if this if this is going to be the case that you two show up there in the lead? Uh, in that case, I think uh, you know I will not try to uh, start beating too early. Maybe you know wait a little bit because I mean Lina is really strong in uh, in those finishings. Uh, so. I I think I will just try to, you know, lay back for as long as possible and just uh, go out in the end. But uh, uh, you never know <laughs> what happens when you are there. So uh, we will see. <laughs> uh, we will definitely see how that shapes up to be uh, next Sunday. But now kind of we went through the, uh, this season so far and uh, the Vasalop, but it's next. Uh, but when you look back, uh, the overall... Not just the results, but the kind of the whole tour, pro tour, has been a different year because of the pandemic. Uh, you mentioned that earlier. Not the kind of same atmosphere as in the past, but your overview of this season so far. Uh, I think it's been really good. I mean, they have. Uh, fixed everything in a very professional way and we have been able to test us like all before all the competitions so I mean I have felt very safe and very confident that uh, we are uh, that they are like handling it very well so uh, I ha I just I think it's been uh, really really good it certainly has and before we wrap up this podcast we still have a little bit of time left and we will talk about a little bit about uh, you ida although we did that in the past because we had a podcast with you in the summer when we talked about your training and people had a chance to kind of get to know you up close and personal but there are still a couple of things i want to ask you so people out there get ready for this ida once again up close and personal Now you can be part of Visma Ski Classics. Sign up for my pages if you haven't done it yet. You can be ranked among other skiers, including our pro team athletes, and compare your ranking with your friends. You can also get different pins that measure your achievements. So go to vismaskiclassics.com, sign in by clicking my pages on the top, and get ready for action in Season 11. So Ida, I talked to you last summer we did a podcast yeah. with you you told us about yourself and your dreams and goals and, and and so forth but now we're in the middle of the season it's been an extremely good season for you successful one so let's start this last segment about your future plans what are you hoping to achieve after this season and how are you approaching the next season assuming that that season will be business as usual? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm just hoping that I can 
uh, develop even more, uh, get more explosive maybe. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, of course I want to win. So <laughs> my goal will maybe be to to uh, win the yellow bib, of course. Uh, but uh, I mean, uh, I need to stay whole and healthy. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, definitely it's my goal is to win sometime. <laughs> Do you think you'll be as strong as Lena or Britta Johansson Ugren used to be in the past? Do you think that you will be their equal one day? Uh, yeah, hopefully one day. I mean, they are a bit older and they have much more training than me. So, uh, I mean, maybe I will have to give it some time, but uh, hopefully one day I can uh, uh, be as strong as them. So what else do you want to achieve in life besides becoming a strong skier like like those those two? Uh, uh, yeah, well, I want to finish my education. <laughs> and uh, which is, if you remind the uh, uh, as, as, as once again, what will you become? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm studying to an engineer in Umeå. So uh, yeah, hopefully I will be done with that in. I don't know, maybe three to four years or something. Uh, and uh, besides that, uh, so you I will don't become know. an engineer. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> In what field? Yet, so, yeah. In uh, what field? It's uh, more towards um, like economics and management and that kind of field. Uh, so. Uh, maybe not like a specialist in physics or anything, but uh, uh, more like leadership or and in in that direction, I think. So you definitely think that that's the way you're gonna go after your skiing career, or do you leave a little bit room for maybe stay within the skiing world? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, you never know, but uh, it feels good to have have my education as some kind of backup and uh, something to rely on if something will happen or you, you I mean, you don't know. Uh, so, but uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I would be open to, to maybe do something within the sport as well. So in addition to skiing, which is very important and your career right now and your future career in engineering, you're studying for it. Uh, then family, of course, is the kind of the third important part in everyone's life. Uh, you mentioned yeah. your boyfriend earlier. And uh, uh, so any plans there? And uh, what about your parents? I mean, they're probably supporting you massively uh, in both of these. I mean, both in, in your skiing, but also uh, in your entrepreneurial or yeah. you know, career. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, you want to have a family someday, but uh, I actually haven't been thinking about that so very much right now. And I think it's uh, uh, a few years away before I started to think about that. I, uh, so, but yeah, someday I want to have a family as well. Uh, so, but uh, we will see when that will be. What does your boyfriend think about uh, your skiing career and long distance uh, skiing? Yeah, I mean, he's a skier as well, so he understands me very good. Uh, and he is actually also going to do Vaseloppen next week. So uh, we will see who will be the strongest then. But uh, uh, no, he 
he totally gets what what I'm doing, and uh, yeah, it feels really good. What is his goal next Sunday? Uh, I don't know. Actually, he has never done Vasaloppet before, and uh, uh, never gone done like this uh, long distance skiing so much. But uh, hopefully, I think he wants to be with uh, the leading uh, men group uh, to the finish. So. Uh, um, I and I think he can if he have the day. So, yeah, we will just see. <laughs> so, what's his name so that we can uh, check him out uh, afterwards? Uh, Ed Edström, uh, his name, and he's uh, competing for uh, for Mora. Local boy. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. Uh, I mentioned your parents. How are they uh, supporting you, uh, or how have they supported you over the years? Uh, when I was younger, I mean, they were with me on competitions and stuff. So uh, they have always been involved in my skiing, uh, which is which is really funny. So I mean, they watch every race and uh, we talk about it afterwards and stuff like that. So I mean, that's that's really nice. And uh, also economically, uh, of course, they have helped me a lot. So uh, no, they are very supporting both in both skiing and. Uh, my other life. <laughs> so it seems to me that you're uh, well supported. You have a good sort of a, a social, you know, circuit around you, and uh, everything's really looking bright uh, for you and uh, for your future. <laughs> now, before we wrap up, I'd like to um, do what I call like a three things about uh, the guest. And uh, so I will ask you these questions, and you can men uh, mention three things about uh, certain certain topics. And first, let's get started. Three things about Ida Dahl that nobody knows. Yeah, it's a hard one. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm a really big fan of uh, Melody Festivalen, so maybe that's something no one knows. Uh, I... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So who's, my favorite, who's your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite there? Uh, in terms of uh, the winner, Abba. Uh, yeah, oh, maybe I don't know. No, I mean, uh, um, uh, Lorian was really good when she was uh, was competing, and uh, I mean, this year I think uh, Holot Parelli is the one, maybe. <laughs> Good. So that's one thing that we don't know about. You're a Melody Festival and Eurovision uh, fan. Yeah. yeah. What uh, else? Oh, yeah. What else? Uh, my uh, favorite flavor on ships is uh, ranch. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Something you don't know. Um uh, uh, is there anything mischievous you've done in the past in your youth that you haven't told anyone? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, you've always like been a good girl. Yeah, I'm like an open book. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know actually. I'm a I'm a really bad singer. Any. Okay, I was just going to ask you about any guilty pleasures, you know, like uh, the Melody Festival, and but okay, so you're not a good singer. No. 
three things about Bismarcky Classics that surprised you when you entered the uh, the arena or the game for the first time. Uh, I think I the whole like arena and everything. It was very professional, and I didn't know really how everything worked and stuff like that. So. Uh, I'm really surprised in a positive way that it felt really professional the first times that I that I entered and uh, um, I mean it's a, a little bit another atmosphere in those competitions than those back home in Sweden I think uh, I mean it is a competition and everyone is focused but it feels a little bit more relaxed just around it uh, and uh, yeah Maybe I, I was, maybe that's not about uh, like just Visma, but uh, uh, I mean, the speed in the races were much higher and much harder than I had expected uh, before I entered also. So, uh, yeah, I was re a little bit surprised how strong all the girls were. <laughs> and then three craziest or scariest things you've done in your life. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, maybe to go in the uh, how do you say the the skrekhus at on Liseberg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, the uh, the kind of the ghost ghost train. Yeah, the, the ghost, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, also. Vasalopet maybe is one of the craziest things I have ever done. Uh, it's a really tough race, but uh, also really fun. And uh, you haven't done anything like really crazy or dangerous, like parachuting or. <laughs> no, I'm not that uh, kind of person. I think I uh, I don't uh, really like to challenge myself in those kind of ways. <laughs> uh, only in skiing. Uh, yeah, only in skiing. <laughs> when I'm on the ground. So, no, I don't know if I have done anything more crazy, actually. <laughs> then, three most influential Swedish people for you. Um, like, uh, but not, fam not family, or... but I mean, I'm talking about influences, inspirations, and not fami family uh -huh. members. Uh, okay, I mean, Lina is one of my biggest inspirations. Uh, she's just not as the good skier she is, but she's also a really, really good uh, person. Uh, so very kind and thoughtful and everything. So uh, just everything about her inspires me. And uh, uh, But anyone outside of the, the skiing world? What about the uh, Melody mean, Festival you, and singers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all those uh, are, of course, uh, really inspiring. Uh, and I mean, you always get inspired when you hear about uh, people achieving big, big things in like uh, starting up corporations, Företag. So, but I don't know if I have any particular person that I'm really, uh, no. 
Oh, I can't say anyone else, actually. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough sometimes it's just to find yeah. uh, inspiration, and particularly when it's outside of your, your field. Uh, but we know that you like music and you like a Melody Festival. And uh, mm-hmm. then finally, three things you would change in the world if you, uh, if you had all the power in to do, it, do so. Uh, oh, uh, just uh, give a clean water to everyone uh, and, you know, food and everything like that. Uh, and uh, I don't know, end war, wars, <laughs> things like that, maybe, uh, if I could. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Grand and hefty goals uh, in or things that you uh, things indeed that you would change in the world uh, thank you very much uh, Ida I think you will do really well this Sunday it will be an interesting really tough fight once again 90 kilometer race yeah. uh, Vasa Lopet and uh, good luck there and now go and thank recover you. from Che yeah. Basan and get ready for Vasa Lopet and uh, talk to you soon yeah thank you And you folks out there, once again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more. As I mentioned, uh, Marit Björgen's interview podcast is coming up next, sometime next week. And then, of course, we have Vasa Lopet on Sunday. And right after Vasa Lopet, we have uh, the Vasa Lopet recap podcast. So t- stay tuned for those. And uh, it's a beautiful spring starting out. So go out there, exercise and enjoy life. See you soon. Take care. Bye bye. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.